재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵 Many of you are already part of this, but online shopping certainly on the rise, becoming more ubiquitous. Most people have done something where you purchase something, whether it's from your PC or your uh, mobile phone or tablet. It's a very comfortable, convenient way to purchase a good, often for a very good deal. But on the flip side, we've also seen a corresponding rise in uh, fraud. And so we're trying to get some safety tips and precautions, uh, what you need to know when shopping online. And for today's Legal Matters segment, very pleased to have joining us a good friend, attorney at law and uh, CEO at Business Research Center, E.G. Su. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you for joining Hello, us. Hello, Henry. Thank- good to see you again. Um, currently, what is the uh, legal scope as far as consumer protection laws in as it pertains to online transactions? Well, yes. Uh, in year 2012, uh, the National Assembly passed an act named Act on the Consumer Protection in Electronic Commerce, and etc. And it has become effective since uh, September of that year. Uh, what's important about that law is that, you know, uh, there are many, uh, guidelines and standards upon, you know, uh, when you have to, uh, get redressed, legally redressed, you can look up the law and it, uh, precisely leads you where you can find the relevant, uh, remedies or that kind of stuff. So, uh, that's where we are right now. Okay. In your view then, how effective is this law in offering, let's say, compensatory measures to victims of online Well, it, it has been, uh, you know, to a certain extent, very effective. Uh, for instance, you know, upon cancellation, what it says is that, you know, when the buyer cancels the, the, the uh, you know, the purchase, uh, the seller must, you know, recu- I mean, make the repayment uh, within three business days. Or, and there are some guidelines that indeed helps, the, you know, the consumer's position. And there are also some provisions, uh, you know, setting some restrictions on the amount of compensation, and also, uh, there are some roles that the government m- must take, uh, in order to, you know, not only facilitate that market, but also to, pr- uh, you know, protect, uh, some, you know, uh, vulnerable c- consumers. Uh, so, uh, to a certain extent, it is very effective. But what I can say is, I mean, you, you know, that the claims, the dispute, uh, you know, in that area has been consistently increasing, which means there are, you know, unhappy buyers more and more every day. Mm. So, uh, we still have to work more, uh, with the provision. You know, we have to remand, amend it, uh, and, and keep up with the, uh, with the pace. So I think on the whole, you're saying, it does work. You can get compensation if right. you've been defrauded. But the problem is it doesn't seem to have mitigated the issue because you're saying more and more people are actually uh, availing themselves of these regulations. Well, as we know, you know, uh, it's almost at the, its pinnacle. Uh, if you look at the figures of the transactions, uh, the amount of transactions, uh, you know, that happens in the uh, e-commerce. And so uh, naturally you will see more right. complaints or, or you know, uh, consumers who've been defrauded.
Now, there are so many different ways you can sell online, and so it's confusing whether you know whether you're in a major shop or you're one of those auction sites or you have these individual vendors within the sites. Is there a difference in liability depending on whether the store is a direct seller of the good or sort of that that middleman type? Of person? Well, if you happen to be a middleman or the mediator or or the broker, uh, uh, in the law it says a broker. Uh, you have to disclose yourself that. As a uh, you know, as a broker, uh, if not, you will ha uh, you know be uh, subject to the same liability as a direct seller, which means you first have to uh, you know make clear conspicuously to the consumers that I'm just a middleman. I'm not, I'm not a vendor. I'm not a direct seller. Uh, in that case, you know, uh, to a certain extent, the liability can be reduced. But if you do not disclose such fact, you can be in deep trouble. Now, what are the, some of the risks involved with the fact that consumers are getting more savvy? You're not relegated not just to those um, Korean sites, but now there's stores all around. There's Chinese sites right. people love to go to. Uh, a lot of people love just shopping. We call Jiku, right? Exactly. Shopping in American sites right, and right. using these Pezongdae uh, Hang, uh, like a freight forwarding type of companies. Right. Do you feel that now that make, makes a uh, risk of higher exposure. Oh yes, it has certainly has made uh, you know the situation very complicated because after all, I mean not in just in this area, but whenever you know there's a multiple jurisdictions involved in in, in any case, it makes things much complicated because you, there's an enforcement difference. You know there's a, a let's say you have to seek some remedy legal remedy. There's different procedures. So whenever uh, you know the the issue is pertains to many other or multiple jurisdictions, the uh, the case becomes much more complicated. But as a tip, what I can tell you is that uh, in 1999, uh, OECD has urged its member countries to set up a standardized, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, facility or, or institution. Uh, so whenever you have a problem or issue with re regards to the uh, you know e-commerce. Uh, Every, uh, almost all the OECD member countries has set up a, a you know, so, sort of an institution that deals with mediation or arbitration. So if you, let's say you bought something from the UK, uh, I'm sure you can, uh, through the UK government right. uh, website, you can have access to that uh, institution. Right. I guess the difference is if you're an importer and you're getting like a pallet or a container of <laughs> goods to sell, or if you're just buying like a, a $9 belt, I guess that's going to be different whether you're well, going to yes, actually use that. Uh, in, the, in the former case, maybe you, you better hire a, a professional lawyer who can deal with the matter. Sure. Now, maybe if you are shopping online, and we, we have even people who are of an elderly age who are maybe not savvy, um, and just general people who may not be aware, what are some of the preliminary warning signs that we should look out for uh, to avoid maybe getting conned or getting, in, uh, I guess, incurring any damages or liabilities? Or, well, there are several uh, tips that I can give you. First of all, you do have to find out about the seller, who they are, I mean, the name of the seller, uh, whether it's a professional merchant, merchant or it's just an individual. And try to get the phone number. And there is a, a site uh, offered by the Korea uh, Metropolitan no, Korea, uh, you know, a uh, police agent, uh, called CyberCap. If you, you know, input the, uh, phone number, they will tell you the records, uh, how many times that th those number, phone number was used, uh, in a fraudulent situation, that kind of thing. So always, you know, ha make it habit of going through that, uh, process. And also, if it is a deal between two individuals, Ask the seller to post a picture taken by himself. Mm. Sometimes, you know, um, he uh, a, a, a crook or, or you know a, 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 
they try to sell some items that they don't even have or yeah. own. Yeah. So it's always good to get their phone number and then ask, you know, could you please post a, a picture directly taken by you? And that's one one way of avoiding, you know, a fraud, uh, uh, you know, uh, transaction. And also, uh, at the time of the payment, try to use some safe uh, payment services, you know, such as escrow account or mm. there are many, uh, you know, devices or many uh, things that uh, yeah. can be done with the payment. Well, final question. I feel lucky if, if I ever I fall victim, I can call my good friend Eiji Su and get his <laughs> advice. But uh, if someone is a victim, what legal recourse do they have? Well, if it is... If it happened in e-commerce, which means, you know, in, uh, through Internet, uh, there is something called e-commerce mediation committee. Uh, you know, uh, so uh, you can what you can ask is you can file a mediation case uh, to that committee and then they will review you. They will pro- probably summon both sides, you know, uh, the seller and uh, the buyer and try to uh, compromise the situation. And if it is not an e-commerce, let's say it's just a you know a regular goods, you can go through the Consumer Dispute Settlement Committee. Uh, that's under the Korea Consumer uh, Agency, Hanguk Sobiza Bohoan, and they provide also some mediation and arbitration process. So um, uh, you know, uh, rather than entering, I mean, mm. uh, starting a litig- litigation, they want to resolve this issue in an amicable amicable way, uh, and ultimately, if those of uh, you know uh, things do not work. The last choice, always try to find a good lawyer. All right. Well, we have a good lawyer here in the studio, and we always appreciate his insights. E.G. Sue, is always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good weekend. Thank you. We're going to take a short break. We have our final segment coming up, News Digest, where we take a look at some of the top stories of the past week. We'll also have another check of traffic and weather. Stay tuned.